Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. MVR Fantasy Live presented by the good folks at DraftKings. Download that number one sportsbook app in all the land and use that code DNVR when you sign up. I'm here with my guys, um, the man that some have called the Schwan song, Jake Schwanitz from DNVR Buffs here with us. Been a couple episodes since we had you, Jake. How are you doing, my friend? I'm all right. Uh, my main fantasy league is 0-3, so uh, I'll just leave it there. Oh, you hate to hear that. But uh, international superstar, superstar producer, Kale and I are here to help you, Jake. Um, we were all together I mean, watching that first slate of the NFL games at the DMVR bar. Just magical stuff. Um, betters, fantasy players. It's a... Uh, it's kind of a place you want to be at on Sunday morning. So the DNVR bar is the place to be on Sundays. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Kale's not going to lead off with this, but Kale absolutely stompy um, ended my fantasy reputation in one week uh, this last week in our DNVR league. So that was not fun. Um but that's what happens when two and Carsey Wentzy are your quarterbacks and you start Carsey Wentzy. Yeah, I mean, I was all in on Carson Wentz as a starter, and then uh, that defense really uh, got the best of him. But great call by you for Trevor Lawrence over Carson Wentz. You did say I did. that on the last podcast. I did say so. that on the last podcast. Sometimes you got to yeah. listen to me. Yeah, you do. Um, no time like the present, Kale. Let's get into it. Same old format. 
biggest takeaways, biggest questions. What game should we kick it off with? All right, let's start with Thursday night football. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. What's our biggest takeaway from this game, Dre? Yeah, um, right now until a quarterback change comes, you're not messing with any of those Steelers uh, skill players. Najee, we all drafted in the first round, so we're kind of stuck with Najee. But Najee aside, I, I don't think you need to, really should start anyone on that offense. That George Pickens catch was unreal, but not enough to start yeah. him in fantasy, unfortunately. All right, what's our biggest question coming away from this game, Dre? Is this Njoku breakout for real? Stefanski offense, quarterback situation is only going to get better. We've waited and waited. Is Njoku, is this really not a fire drill? Are we really doing this thing finally? Jake, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, just looking at the game logs, I mean, he's really only produced last week against Pittsburgh, but it was an encouraging performance. Ten targets, uh, nine receptions off those targets, 89 yards and a touchdown. He only saw four targets in the first two weeks combined. So, um, you know, the radar is definitely, you know, picking Ninjoku up on the on the radar. But uh, I don't know if it's enough to trust him as your starting tight end just yet. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. He's blocking better, so he's finding his way on the field, and that's the fancy offense more. That's encouraging, too. I think it's a little bit of a one-week breakout. I wouldn't trust it quite yet, but let's move yeah. on. Houston at Chicago. It's a lot to get into in this one. Jake, what's your biggest takeaway from this game? Well, uh, the Bears running game is for real. Uh, you saw that for sure yeah. with Khalil Herbert. Uh, he was probably one of the hottest waiver wire pickups in everyone's league. This last yeah. couple of weeks. Um, I mean, 20 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns. Dre, we talked about this guy when he was playing at Virginia Tech. I loved him as a runner for the Hokies. Uh, didn't really do much last year behind Montgomery. But this Bears running game is for real. Um, with Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery, whoever's the lead back. Yeah. Yeah, that's my takeaway as well. And I am wondering for my question, who's wide receiver one in Houston in here? It's Brandon uh, uh, Cooks. It's not producing like it. It's not producing I know. like it. But it's going to be, look, we say this, we have this question every year with Brandon Cooks, and then at the end of the year, he ends up with like 1,100 yeah. yards and like eight touchdowns. Fair. We do this every single year. Like, there's just no need to do it again, in my the, opinion. The, the thing with Cooks, the volume's been there in terms of targets so far. 12 targets week one, 10 week two, seven last week. So while the production hasn't really brought returns yet and he hasn't scored a touchdown. That's, that's something you can get behind um, something that you can confidently throw him in your flex. Uh, just with these amount of targets, yeah. he's bound to at least have a decent game at some point, especially PPR. And he's leading the team in snaps from position skills by a large margin. He took 51 snaps. The next closest was 40 from a position player last week. So just great stuff. Keeping it out there. Um, great all right. Next game. Let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders at Tennessee. King Henry's return. What's our biggest takeaway? Is that for real? Ah, man, both the biggest takeaway and uh, biggest question. Yeah, I think so. He's a slow starter. I wasn't ready to bury him just yet. Um, obviously, that Raiders defense is garbage. But I think, I think there's some sustainability here you're starting to see that speed pick up when he gets in space. He's such a weird big back. 
because it's all like tosses and stuff. Get them in space and let them cook on the second and third level. But yeah, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing. I, I buy low if I can on it. And yeah, what's your biggest? Of... Oh, go for it, Jake. Sorry, I was just going to say the amount of uh, attempts he's had so far, 54 attempts through three games. I mean, it's it's going to happen eventually. Maybe you wish it happened more so against the Raiders. Uh, I mean, 85 yards and a touchdown is enough to confidently throw him in as your starter, maybe in as your RB1. Yeah. But as, he's getting 20-plus touches a game still. I mean, he's yeah. going to get volume. Yeah. He's going to get touchdowns. 20 carries, five targets last week. So he is catching some passes too, which is huge in those PPR leagues. Um, If that can continue, that's massive, yes. Mm, Massive. What's your biggest question coming away from this game? Do I need to start selling every single Raiders skill player? Um, Devontae has the breakout week one. I, I don't know about that. Josh Jacobs, definitely an issue. And Waller Renfro, man. I mean, if you if you bought... Hi, if you drafted those guys like at their ADP, you're you're panicking. Yeah, oh for sure. I mean, I I drafted Darren Waller in the third round in some leagues, just trying to go high upside on the tight end, and it is absolutely blowing up in my face. Yeah. What about Mac Collins uh, having the week of his life? Nine targets. Do are we buying Mac Collins as a true receiving option? Uh. I mean, I don't think it's it's very reasonable at this point. Just with Devontae Adams on the roster, I mean, first off, that, that's a Devontae Adams stat line. Why Devontae Adams has five receptions for 36 yards and Matt Collins is the eight receptions, 158 yards guy? Something's got to change in Vegas because that's just not their recipe for winning. Uh, so in terms of, I guess, biggest question for me would be Devontae Adams and just if you can continue to trust him as a wide receiver one, I I I wouldn't panic just yet. I think this is just a blip on the radar. You got to keep this on your mind, though, with the Raiders. I'm all in on Matt Collins. Love that performance. So wow. he did all his damage on fourth down. So, you know, that might not be super sustainable. All right, let's move on to the next game. Casey at Indiana. Jake, I'll start with you this time. What's your biggest takeaway? Well, Indianapolis played really well defensively against Kansas City. Um the biggest takeaway, I think, is just you can't trust the Kansas City running game. 23 mm. attempts for 58 yards. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did get a touchdown, but he had seven attempts and charted zero yards. Um, I mean, the receiver situation in Kansas City is one thing, but if you have one of these backs, if you took a flyer on Pacheco late or if you actually bit the bullet and took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in like the sixth, seventh round or wherever he was going, you're in trouble right now. Clyde is still producing because of that touchdown there. And he seems to be one of those guys who's going to get a touchdown every week. It feels like, but boy, those, those zero yards really are, are screaming at you. And what to make of this wide receiver room. There really is just no sense to be made of it right now. Yep. Yeah. It's scary, man. It's giving you big, like Niners running back room vibes where it's like, I know I want one of these guys, but I don't know who, and yeah, Clyde Edwards, fourth most productive PPR um, running back in fantasy, which is insane. It says more about the rest of the running backs than as much about him. But he's at least getting the most touches um, by a healthy margin of those guys. But yeah, that's a mess. My other big takeaway was uh, the Colts go as far as Michael Pittman's going to take them. What a difference that dude made for him. Weeks one, three, and when he was out, two were just locked. Yeah, and, totally. and Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce was making plays. This is a rookie that, I mean, we talked a lot about him on the draft show. I was a fan of him. True. Three receptions, True. 61 yards, and some clutch plays. He's a guy to watch for down the line. 
All right, moving on. Buffalo at Miami, one of the weirdest games I've seen in a while. What is what is our biggest takeaway from that game, Dre? Uh, right after the game when I wrote these down, it was that Miami's the real deal by everyone at these skill positions. I love the speed. I love the Mike McDaniel scheme. Um, the two-way injury is going to really scare me, though. So but maybe use that to your advantage. You know, Maybe that's a way to mine some uncertainty from some waddle um chase Edmonds is a guy i'm really high on too like that dude just seems to be cooking they just have so much speed man i love everything they're offering their team speed especially those two wide receivers man jalen waddle is just doing it every week uh, which yeah. is really cool to see what's your biggest question from this game dre uh you know after digs where are the touches going in buffalo because like Devin Singletary got a ton of touches in the receiving game. And we've talked about how the Buffalo running backs are not to be messed with. Uh, Dawson Knox hasn't been as impressive, nor has Gabe Davis. Those make you wonder for such a prolific offense beyond Diggs, who's the set and forget like fantasy starters out of this offense. And I'm not sure there is anyone. I think Gabe Davis will be that guy. Um, he's coming off of a miss in a week, and it was a weird weather game in Miami where it was really hot. Seems mm-hmm. like his injury seems to be bugging him a little bit from just a pure exhaustion. I know he ran more routes than anybody on that team last week. Um, I'm still buying high on Gabe Davis. I think the hype is real there. Um, he showed me enough in week one that I feel good about it after missing week two. I still like Gabe Davis in that offense. Yeah, Sam, I'm still huge on Gabe Davis as well. Um, just coming off the injury, I mean, I had to throw him in a flex in one league just out of desperation, just hoping that I could get a touchdown or something out of Gabe Davis. Didn't really come through, but I think that you're going to start seeing that uptick in produ- uh, production that we've expected from him over the last two, three years. I, I still think it's going to happen this year. Mm. Okay. Like All it. right, moving on. Next game, Detroit at Minnesota, not Minneapolis. What's your biggest takeaway from this game, Andre? I played in the, that Minneapolis metro area, at least. Uh, the running backs, too, steal the show. Uh, Madison with the Cook injury, whatever. But Jamal Williams, man, um, this is not a drill. That was, and again, Swift gets a little banged up, but uh, he's just getting those touchdowns. He's getting you those garbage points. They didn't even come in garbage time. They were actually up kind of early in this one. Um, so, yeah. That was my fantasy team. What's your biggest question coming away from this game? Where's the Justin Jefferson panic meter out? Lights it up week one. Slowing down a little. Slowing down. I wouldn't panic. He's still a set and forget wide receiver one. You can't really. There's just not that many options. But people who are looking for a Cooper Cup type production in that offense this year, I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to quite get it. Yeah, he's still getting yeah. targets. So he had six targets last week. Um, I mean, you'd like to see him get more targets. Obviously, um, he had twelve in week two, eleven in week one. So you just you need to see that number almost doubled in that kind of double digit area. Uh, this is just on Stefanski and or not Stefanski, um, O'Connell and uh, Cousins to just make sure he gets the ball. And I think that, as you said, uh, Kale, I mean, he's still set and forget guy. This just happens sometimes with these guys that are studs. I mean, they're going to give you duds every now and then. You just got to live with it. 
but he's two duds in a row. I mean, week two, he didn't show up that big yeah. either. So I, I don't know. I'd start to be worried if he was your guy that you took early in the first round. I mean, I saw him going as high as two or three overall in some leagues. I would be worried for sure. Um, not enough to sell or anything like that, but definitely a concern. All right, let's move on to the next game. Baltimore yeah. at New England. What's our biggest takeaway from this game, Jake? Uh, Lamar's still MVP capable, man. Uh, this guy is just a unicorn at quarterback, honestly. I mean, you get the 18 to 29, 218 yards, four touchdown passes, and then he just goes and adds 11 carries, 107 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. I mean, he's just a, a fantasy cheat code at this point. The backfield is something that we can get into. It's a bit of a mess right now with Dobbins coming back, Justice Hill with a little bit of pop. Um, but I don't think Justice Hill has seen quite the – the carries or the amount of, or the proof of work yet to confidently throw him in as even a flex at this point. I mean, he's only had 11 carries to this uh, so far this season through three weeks. And with Dobbins coming back, I mean, I just feel like they're going to have to hand it over to him at some point. He will be their lead back eventually. I saw a crazy stat just to go back to your Lamar point that said Lamar without his rushing yards is like QB four on the year. So that's where it starts to get some crazy stuff. So that take, and that's if you take away his legs and Jalen hurts, by the way. Yep. There we go. Henry's just hitting us with that fact right there. So it would be pretty, pretty insane. Jalen hurts also starting to do his damage without rushing sets as well. Only had 20 yards this week. We'll get to him later. Um, but the but threat of their rushing makes them so dynamic, you know, makes those offenses really hard to defend. Um, and the offense that isn't hard to defend is this Pat's offense, which like our debate on what wide receiver would you pick up out of New England seems completely worthless now a week later with that Mac ankle injury. It's just like get get rid it's of any stocks you for have. a while. Yeah, yeah, get rid of any stocks you have. Anything else from this game, or should we move on? No, keep it moving. Yeah. Cincinnati at New York Jets. What are we? Uh, what are we thinking about Tyler Conklin, Dre? Yeah, we might be on the fence with Njoku, but my Mac man, Tyler Conklin, is here to stay. I guess as long as Flacco's there, Flacco's shown us some sustainability with tight ends, especially these bubble tight ends once you start to change quarterbacks things can't change up on you but i think he's here to say i think he's very um a guy you really want to pick up in dynasties and it's a a sneaky start for you right now you know he's he's right in that bubble with the gasekis of the world and you could do a lot worse with a street free agent yeah i i think he's gonna be some question marks with zach wilson coming back for sure um but i think he's startable for sure all right, Jake, our biggest question, when will this Bengals offense get right? Uh, that's a question that's uh, leaving a lot of people scratching their head around the league, man. Um, Tyler Boyd just comes out. He's the most productive receiver from the game. Granted, he had that 56-yard uh, long catch, so it was kind of catch-and-run stuff. Um, I don't. I bet if you look at the average depth of target, it's – Probably impressive for last week, but season long, it's nothing um, yeah. compared to Chase or Higgins. I mean, Higgins with the injury. Do we have an update on that Higgins injury, by the way? I haven't seen anything myself. But uh, Well, they're that's playing tonight, concerning. too, short week. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's this Miami game tonight's going to be really telling because that could be 
a great matchup for the Bengals going empty five wide and really catching Miami as they get a little too loosey goosey on the blitz calls or Burrow might just get killed. Um, so tonight to me is going to tell us a lot about this question. Uh, and T Higgins is, was a full participant in practice on Tuesday, so he should be good to go. Great. There you go. All right, let's move on to our next game here. Philadelphia at Washington. What's our biggest takeaway from this game, Dre? I mean, I kind of said it in the open. Carson Wentz screwed me, and, you know, I bought a lot of stonks on uh, Jahan Watson and Curtis Samuel, and I'm always going to be a Scary Terry guy. Um, but, you know, Logan Thomas was, uh, oh, should we pick him up? You know, Conklin or Thomas? It all sucks. It all just sucks. Um <laughs> I'm going to push Those back on you. The NFC bit. East matchups you can mind, but come on. That's this is a, this was a fugazi and I bought into it. Please, please talk me off the edge. Kale. I I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push back on you a little bit. I think that Philadelphia defensive front was just an absolute mismatch against that Washington offensive line last week. And there was just no time to get absolutely anything done. And I think, I think this offense is going to be functional against most teams and Curtis Samuel and scary Terry are definitely startable. I believe. Um, and I think it was mostly just a, a really good defense. This Philadelphia team looks to be world beaters on both sides of the ball. Yeah. 100% nine sacks, eight tackles for loss, 17 quarterback hits guys. I mean, we can talk Discuss. about Carson Wentz and his struggles, but when you're getting That's hit fair. 17 times and sacked nine times, guys, that is, I mean, how are you expected to do anything? That's worse than what Burrow is dealing with. Um, to flip sides, though, besides Jalen Hurts, I think my biggest takeaway is Devontae Smith. The guy's here, man. He's he's made, yeah. announced his arrival. That's a dynamic wide receiver duo, man. They're just, like, hard to defend in all areas because of the uncertainty Hertz gives you and how hard AJ and uh, Devante are to defend on top of some of the other weapons they got. Man. So not only uh, are they really watch. good when they are open, they're really good when they're not open. And that is yeah. starting to be scary. And it's almost like Jalen Hurts trusts them to come down with it wherever he puts it up. He's just throwing it up. But that's what makes this offense so scary is Jalen Hurts only had 20 rushing yards this game and no rushing touchdowns. It's not like it's a typical Jalen Hurts game where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, he did most of his damage with his legs, but he wasn't that good of a pocket passer. He was doing all of his damage from the pocket this game, which makes it really kind of scary as a football player moving forward, thinking that Jalen Hurts might be the dude. Um, that's my I biggest know. takeaway. It's just Jalen Hurts is, is that guy, and he's going to be, I believe he's QB3 on the year, and he's going to stick around in that area. So I'd keep... Keep spamming that if you can. Kale's guy on this pod, big time, man. And I mean, we talked about the game tonight, this Thursday nighter, uh, those teams already. Um, my favorite bet is Jalen Waddle over 23 and a half longest reception tonight in his last Love eight that. games. He's gone over that in seven. Um, so, Love I mean, that. you just just need one big play. I know Tua's banged up. And right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, with the NFL in full swing on the official sports betting partner of the NFL, um, you can bet on just about anything, including longest reception. New users can bet just $5 on any NFL team and get $200 in free bets when they do. That's not enough. 
everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings step-up same-game parlays. And right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? Uh, they, they're just, I mean, their promotions have been off the chains right now. You got to get on DraftKings if you're into the NFL. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DMVR and get $200 in free bets if your team's wins when you place the $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restriction apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's move on. Next game, we've got uh, New Orleans at Carolina. What are we thinking here? Yeah, I'll have all of it um, because Chris Olavis has announced himself. He's here, Mikey Thomas, as we call him, still, uh, still doing his thing. But um, he well, there is, he, yeah. Which you know, newsflash, that's gonna happen. Um, like the guy's just old, and he was away from football for a year. Like that's kind of the nature of the beast. With all the uncertainty we have about New Orleans, though, I do like me some Chris Olave. He was the rookie wide receiver I was highest on, even though his quarterback situations. A bit uncertain with Jameis back there and uh yeah just feeling good with these early returns uh you really love his target share I think he had 11 targets week one 12 week two and 13 week three so he's really getting the target share of a true high-end wide receiver one um mm -hmm. that's only should settle in with him getting those turning into actual catches as the season goes on um the only big question I think is Jameis's health at this point how healthy can Jameis stay and don't necessarily trust that offense once those backups get in there, as we saw last year. But, yeah. man, Chris Olave seems to be like the real deal. These quarterbacks yeah. stink, both of them. Um, I mean, the receivers, in terms of Olave and Michael Thomas, I think you can still trust if Jameis is healthy. But these quarterbacks are not good. Baker, too. I mean, DJ Moore, one catch, two yards. Um with that being said, though, I mean, we got to talk about Alvin Kamara, guys. That was yes. 15 attempts, 61 yards. What is going on? He's still he's still getting the touches, which is why it's starting yeah. to scare you because the touches are there. It's not like it's not like he's not. He's getting the touches, and the production is just not there. It's starting to be real scary. If you spend a first round pick on Alvin Kamara, your season's probably over. Unfortunately. It's the Sean Payton effect, man. This is where this starts showing up. And Sean was so creative and clever in how he schemed and created touches uh, for Kamara in space, and we're not seeing those. And, yeah, I'm, the, my concern is uh, it's at level red right now, so not great. Not great at all. Anything else we have to say on that game, or should we move on to the headline of the show? Let's move on to the headline, baby. Let's go. Jacksonville at Los Angeles Chargers. Let's have this conversation, fellas. Is James Robinson really RB3 on the season? Is he here to stay? Is this legit? He's a league Doug winner Peterson right now, effect. man. Yeah. 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 We Go just ahead, talked yeah. about Sean Payton. You're seeing it with uh, Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. He's finding who the talented back is in this offense, and he's riding them. And J-Rob's just looking strong. He's looking healthy. Um, he's breaking tackles, man. It's uh, he's he's catching legit. passes. He's, he's catching passes. 
which yes. he has not yes. really done. When he was back a couple of years ago, getting those Philip Lindsay comps, he was people worried, but he is really solid. He's put on a lot of muscle. He's really solid in pass pro and he's catching passes. He's an all around back now and they're using him on third downs. Travis Etienne is getting less and less touches as the season goes on. I'm, I'm all in on James Robinson. He seems to be a league winner right now. I'm actually all in on this Jacksonville offense. Christian Kirk has been awesome. Uh, I'm all in on the Jags. This team's probably going to win the South, I think. Um, And James Robinson is going to be a reason for that. He's, as you mentioned, Kale, he's a league winner, dude. Um, This is a guy who was going in the double-digit rounds, probably, I mean, at close to round 10. Whereas ETN was, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round guy, depending on where you got him. Wow. I think the smart fantasy football players knew that once, even with the Achilles injury, James Robinson was going to be the lead back in terms of carries once he was healthy. It's just happening sooner than we expected because of that Achilles injury. I mean, he's kind of superhuman to come back from that in that amount of time. Totally. And then we've got our one big question from this game. Are we worried about Austin Eckler? <sighs> Lots of first round uh, doubts in this episode. Lots of guys, Jefferson, Kamara, these running backs in general, Najee, and Austin too. Um, What you like is he's getting those touches down in the red zone and stuff. Like They are using him as an all-down back. It's not going to be the most prolific running game. And with Herbert not healthy, not extending those plays, not getting Austin those dump-offs, I do think his value is reduced a bit. Dre, another uh, draft pod callback here. Just get ready for Isaiah Spiller. When this guy starts Mm. playing, I mean, this backfield is going to be even more of a mess because they're probably all going to touch the ball. But if Sony Michelle is getting carries over Austin Eckler and they're treating him as the lead back right now, I definitely keep an eye out for when Spiller is active and ready to go. I've got him stashed on one of my benches. Mm. All right. Next game, Los Angeles Rams at Arizona Cardinals. What's our biggest takeaway from this game, Jake? Uh, I think we're worrying about both offenses for different reasons. Um, the Rams for Matthew Stafford, just, I mean, we talked. I talked about it on our, our first fantasy show before the year. I mean, I thought that Stafford was a stay away this year just for regression purposes alone. But then you factor in that elbow injury, he loses um, Odell Beckham. You add uh, Allen Robinson, who I'm not a big fan of, so it's really just the Cooper Cup show. So that's concerning. And then the other side, Kyler Murray, I mean, when he goes just super saying, I'm going to win the game by myself mode, he's this type of player. I mean, 37 to 58, 314 yards. Um, I didn't do too much on the ground last week, but that just kind of you know comes and goes with the, the running quarterback in Arizona. But Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know if I really trust him too much uh, long-term to see these numbers on a week-to-week basis. Mm. Yeah, totally agree with you there. What are we thinking about Cam Akers, Dre? Yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's notable. This offense used to be built around the running game. Todd Gurley's MVP season, people forget about this, but that's kind of how McVay announced his presence to the world as a real like uh, whiz kid of offense. Um so it's notable. He's he's worth a stash. He's you. He's worth a monitor. He's not worth starting every week until we see a little more sustainability here. But uh, just man, these guys with single digits—they just look faster, you know. So that's hashtag analysis for you. <laughs> what do we think about this Hollywood Brown breakout? Are we buying it for real? 
what do you think, Jake? I mean, at least Kyler's like finding his guy a little more. Not like they have many alternatives right now. Well, I mean, the whole situation is going to change in a couple of weeks when Newt comes back, of course. But um, he's finding him often. 17 targets, guys. 14 receptions on those 17 targets. Didn't get a touchdown, but you got 140 yards. That's great production. In PPR, he was probably one of your leading players. I think until Newt comes back, you can trust Marquise Brown, maybe even as high as a wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver one type of player. Um, but you just got to remember that this situation is going to change pretty drastically once DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Good to keep your head on. All right, Atlanta at Seattle. What's our biggest takeaway from this game, Andre? Uh, Corderell was a god in this. Just so fun to watch. <laughs> and uh, finally, Kyle Pitts returns, man. So... That I needed that badly, badly. Who knew? Might be Getting targeting him in Kyle some Pence. dynasties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a concept! Drake London gets another touchdown. Again, the single-digit skill players, man, get buy them all, buy them all. Drake London and Chris Olave were my two guys to watch heading into this season that were rookies, and they're both playing out. So, just uh, pat myself on the back a little bit for that one. And then what do we think about Rashad Penny? Is that just a mirage week one? Yeah. Uh, It's tough to trust that backfield. It's tough to trust this offense. I think outside of Lockett and Metcalf, the Seattle offense is a stay away from me. And even Lockett and Metcalf are going to be very touchdown dependent and just week to week. I mean, Lockett had some decent yardage numbers, uh, double-digit targets for both, so that's encouraging. It's just, I mean – Geno Smith is the numbers look great in the box score, but my eyes, when I watch the game live, I mean, this is just not a quarterback that you want to be super invested in in terms of fantasy. Reminds me a lot of the Denver teams from the last couple of years where you're just staying away from those wide receivers. Dude, that rush trade literally inverted like the path of both these franchises. Yeah, for sure. Totally. All right. Green Bay at Tampa Bay. What's our biggest takeaway here? This one's for Justin Romeo. Yes. Romeo Dobbs. If you are part of our circle, you targeted him every which way. Dynasties, redrafts late, and look at those returns coming week three already. And an otherwise an abomination of an offensive football team uh, performance by both teams. So there you go, Romeo forever, man. He's a he's a big win for us. Yeah, and then concerned about sorry. Oh, I was just gonna go. Uh, how many starters do you think that there are on this Tampa Bay offense? That's something I think I was gonna get into here. I mean, with Leonard Fournette and the fact that there was no Mike Evans, uh, we'll get to Mike Evans. Yeah. But Leonard Fournette, I think you you were expecting more from him this week, right? Um, the Bucks only ran the ball fourteen times in a game that had twenty six total points, which. I mean, I know game pace like in the moment can kind of dictate your play calling and you have Tom Brady, so maybe that's why they threw the ball 42 times. But I think in week one against the Cowboys, Leonard Fournette showed that he can kind of tote the rock and lead this team uh, with 20-plus carries. I mean, not a great performance last week against New Orleans, but that front is pretty strong. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to freak out about the Bucks yet, especially with Mike Evans out this week and going against a good Packers defense. Yeah, I, I wouldn't freak out about Leonard Fournette either. I still like him, and I still like these power backs this year. Um, in general, I think they're going to trend well towards the way defenses are playing with these lighter boxes that are going around the NFL right now. I'd still buy in on those guys. 
Fair enough. All right. Uh, and then let's get to our marquee matchup. Uh, San Francisco at Denver. What's our biggest takeaway from this game, Andre? Sutton's the one sure thing, man. Sutton's the one sure thing. Great, great to bet on as a prop better. And uh, in two teams that really are letting you scratch your head on offense, at least Cortland Sutton is as advertised. I mean, as a fan, uh, I'm so sick of Melvin Gordon, but if you're a Javante owner, you got to be sick over what the Broncos are doing with Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Um, I mean, 15 touches for Javante. He averaged, it was a tough, tough game for the Broncos on offense in general. I think everyone knows that, but running the ball, it was pretty, pretty brutal. 33 attempts, only 101 yards. Uh, it's 3.1 yards per carry. But going back to my point, I mean, Melvin Gordon with the 12 touches, he gets the touchdown. So I guess it's a solid fantasy day if you had him in a flex mm-hmm. or something. But these, so many of these touches got to go to Javante, man. I'm so sick of seeing yeah. Melvin Gordon fumble, and it's it's just crazy because Javante is just the better running back. Well, I, that's my question. Games. Yeah, it's, the ball security is a real issue, and that was my question. Can we play a quick buy or sell on the Niners and Broncos? And I would start with Melvin is that a guy you're buying or selling? Because uh, as Broncos fans, we don't like it, but he is getting those touches. I think they're almost even on carries this year, um, like yeah. down to the exact number, I believe, which is crazy. But you three fumbles in three games, you're going to start to see those carries go away, I think, towards more balls, towards Javante, who also had the big fumble week one, but I think is more of a ball security back. Um. I don't know. It's just so hard to tell because they paid Melvin. So you think maybe it's going to stay messy. I mean, I'm selling Melvin, but this franchise with Melvin Gordon on the roster, for some reason, keeps on wanting to give him the ball. um, And it's going to keep on happening. I don't see it really changing. Even with the fumbles, it's crazy to me, but it's just what this team does. How about about Jerry Judy? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, we buying or selling that. I'm selling Judy stock. The drops are a real issue, man. Um, The man gets open, but he just drops the ball, and him and Russ just don't seem to be on the same page whatsoever. Dre, you and I were talking about this off air. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm buying Judy, honestly. I think this is a great buy-low candidate. Um, The the one deep shot he got that Russ – I mean, it was tipped like right before it was even close – or like right into Judy's hands, so – I mean that's fifty plus yarded yards that that's definitely available for Judy and he's as you've seen since week one he's going to get these deep shots so I yeah. think he's a great buy low candidate if you need you know wide receiver two wide receiver three help who are you going to say Kale I was going to go over to the San Francisco side of the ball Jeff Wilson where are we at uh, so I think I am buying. He definitely doesn't have the body to sustain the like 20 plus carries they'd like to give him. But with the touches you're getting, I think with what you spent to pick him up on the wire the first two weeks, yeah, I'm buying him as like in the mix to be starting in your flex spot. I, I think I'm buying just on volume alone. Um, but as Dre said, I don't think this is a player that you can trust for a season long in terms of 20 plus carries or just being a I guess high end running back two or low end running back one I I mean it's the north it's the Niners backfield so I get wanting to invest in it but also uh, Tyrion Davis price was inactive um they're gonna yeah. get him in yeah. in the fold at some point so uh I mean 
I'd Sneaky buy, but pickup. I'd be cautious. Yes. Yeah, Marlon Max in the, and you know, Matt. getting acclimated to the offense. Yeah. And then what do we think about this? Uh, these receivers on the San Francisco side of the ball? Was it more of just a really good Denver secondary, or is there cause to be concerned? It's the best I, defense in the league. Yeah, at the same time, I don't think it's an offense that can sustain two fantasy wide receivers. Like Debo, obviously, like whatever. You you're kind of bought in whether you like it or not at this point. Ayuk, I don't I think is a sell for me. Um and mm-hmm. Kittle will see, but I'm starting to get worried. He's a he's a let's see, but I am starting to get worried on the Kittle front. I think you could uh if you're in a league and you're the Kittle owner is freaking out. I think he's also a great buy low candidate. Um, I would buy Debo. I'd probably sell Ayuk also. But I think Kittle's going to, especially with Jimmy back in the fold now, that's always been his safety blanket is George Kittle. And as I mentioned, it was a tough matchup defensively, I think, for both teams last week. So I, you're going to yeah, see numbers sure. from these guys down the road. Good to know. All right, let's finish up with Monday Night Football, Dallas at New York Giants. Anything to take away? Saquon is RB1 in 2022. Yes, sir. Is Saquon, is Saquon back to being the league winner? He, he might be as long as he's healthy. And holy shit, Brian Dable, I didn't think you knew how to run the ball. What is this? <laughs> what? Um, Crazy. Incredible. Incredible. Um, congrats to Saquon, man. I've been a hater for too long. I love to see the kids succeeding, honestly. Love to be wrong on this one for sure. That's my guy, man. He's always been this guy. He's just had to deal with some injuries. Um, I love Saquon. I took him in our sleeper league. I'm super hyped about that. I think that the sneaky um, element of this Giants offense is Daniel Jones. Obviously, as a passer, Mm -hmm. he's been very up and down, uh, to say the best. But if he's able to contribute like this in the running game and just – stress defenses that way and you're able to gain a numbers advantage in the run game play some 11 on 11 like uh, Lamar just, and Jalen yeah yeah exactly I mean this is just through the roof for Saquon and the age-old I... question Kale Tony versus Zeke <laughs> how should Dude. how should Zeke owners act I mean what the this fuck? is giving me headaches for three years now and it's still giving me headaches like <laughs> I just don't I know, they don't use Tony Pollard when you want them to they're using Zeke too much Zeke looks good he looks healthy he looks fresh but they're still using Tony Pollard so I don't know. It's a mess of a backfield. It's still just a disaster. I don't know what to make of it. And Cooper Rush hasn't sunk their offense. Um, I think I'm in on Pollard. I, I need to. I've delayed it for too long in a lot of dynasties. I need to figure out a way to sell Zeke while I still can. Uh, yeah. I just I just have to. That's like high on my fantasy to-do list this week or the next. In redrafts, I'd still like uh, Zeke, though. I mean, he's going to get those goal line carries. The, you're starting to see the carries start to level out between them, though. Um, previous yeah. years, it'd be more like, I don't know, Zeke with 18 carries, Pollard with like five or six. You know, Now that Pollard's in that double-digit area and you're seeing that eat into Zeke's workload, I think both are actually good buy candidates. Uh, Tony Pollard probably less consistent. You just know that the Cowboys are going to give Zeke the ball with how they're uh, paying him and just what they're trying to do offensively in terms of controlling the clock, especially with Cooper Rush now, um, who's played well. But uh, with Pollard, I wouldn't trust him more than a flex at this point. I need to see a little bit more consistency before you can confidently throw him in as an RB2. There you go. And then we've got a couple of questions to hit. Do we want to rapid fire hit these real quick? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do them. 
do I trade Russ for Brady? Uh, neither is the right option, but yes. Yeah, um, but the answer, as Kale's alluding to, is that you probably are better off with someone on the wire, a Derek Carr, a T-Law, a Tua. If T-Law is still on the wire, go get him. You There's your answer right there, yeah. Um, um, to answer the question, I do think if those are your options, I, I believe in Russ being able to figure it out a little more than Brady's production taking a huge leap. Yeah, going back Sup, to fellas, um, would you all trade Kyle Pitts for Mike Evans in half PPR? I have Ertz on my bench with Kyler for my QB. Kyle Pitts for Mike Evans in half PPR. Uh, yeah, I probably do that deal. If that's on the table, I probably do that deal just because of how uncertain wide receivers have been this year. When Mike Evans gets back, he's pretty much good for he's good for quite a he's at least good for a touchdown most weeks. Yeah, I mean Mike Evans just with the suspension last week. I think you might be able to find someone who's one and two or zero oh and three with him in a little bit of a panic and could potentially steal him with him. Personally, I think I take that trade though. Uh, if I have Kyle Pitts and I can get Mike Evans, I'm I'm hitting accept as fast as I can. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the right call. Do we trust Justin Herbie? Uh, no, is the answer not while he's yeah. hurt. Yeah, no, it's true. But what are you? I mean, you got to keep him on your roster. Like the, him at his best is just too good, too valuable to not just hang on while you can. I think if you're in a hole um, and you can get rid of him, this three-week stretch is before he hits this three-week stretch is a good time. I mean, you get the Texans this week, but then you get the Browns at Browns, and then you get the Broncos the week after that. Those are two tough defenses. Going up against an offense that lost their best deep threat in Jalen Guyton, uh, Keenan Allen still fighting injury. We already talked about Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert's injury alone. I mean, I trust the player. I just don't trust the situation right now. Yeah. Especially with Rayshon Slater missing that whole, missing yep. the rest of the season. Don't love that. All right. Coming in from Nick. Lamar, CMC, Lenny, CD, London, Kelsey, Godwin, Judy, Jamal, David Njoku, Dubs, Dorch. Do you think this is a chip winner? 10-man PPR. That's a hell of a squad, man. That's a damn uh, good team. Yeah, things are working out for you. I don't know if I can call you a chip winner, but that is – you're going to win a lot of games. May need some reinforcements yeah. in running back. Um, but, yep. yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I might want to try and take Judy – Jay will and Joku dubs some of these guys whose stock is fluctuating and has recently really taken a spike and see what you can do to try and finagle a running back upgrade, especially with McCaffrey who just got the report two days in a row. No mm -hmm. practice. I checked the waivers for some high upside running back twos that are still out there too. Um, Khalil Herbert on this Jay will is probably the best. Jay Will's yeah. probably the best. Yeah. Clue Herbert. Justice like Hill, I think, is intriguing. I know that um, Jake's skeptical, and in a redraft, you probably don't want to pick him up now. You don't want to alert the other owners to him. But keep an eye. That speed element he gives is way different from anything else that backfield has to offer in Baltimore. And if it clicks, there's some significant upside there. So just keep an eye on him. Be ready to pounce. Also, Ryan's intriguing. 
he said I was kind of waiting for some of the wide receivers to pop off to try and get some better running backs. Not a bad strategy. There Not a bad go. strategy at all. There you go. Yeah. Um, the trade was I received Barkley, Deontay Johnson, and Josh Jacobs, but I give up Eckler, Debo, and Pierce. Should I have done the trade? Yes. Yeah, probably. Anything that's going to get you Saquon and Deontay Johnson, probably. Yeah, I mean, you were downgrading. It's not like Eckler, Debo, and Pierce are. Like, I think you might be able to still fire that up because it's not like Deontay Johnson or Jacobs have done anything. I mean, yeah. in this situation, you're only really taking a slight drop-off at wide receiver from uh, Debo to Deontay, and you're getting a massive upgrade in Barkley over Eckler, and then I would still trust Josh Jacobs over uh, Damian Pierce at this point. I, I still love Pierce, but... That team has shown that they're not really ready to give him 20-plus a game yet. True, true. All right, that's all we've got, fellas. Thank you much. Thank you, DraftKings Sportsbook, for presenting the pod. We'll be back next week. Holler at us with any questions. Jake, lovely having you on. Superstar Kale, always a pleasure, man. We out.